So just before we finish up today's show, I want to let you know about my next group program, my health kickstart and detox. The best way to start diving into your health, if this is what you're doing and my podcast is motivating you to get started, is to start looking at nutrition, the right way to eat for your body and understanding that, as well as digestion, because you are what you absorb and not just what you eat. And so I teach how to ensure your digestive system is even turned on so that you can benefit from the food that you're putting into your body, as well as sugar. Where is it sneaking into your diet, even when you're trying to be careful? Unfortunately, it's in everything these days, and so it does tend to sneak in. So I combine all of this learning in a group program for support for you, along with setting you up for success on your detox program providing recipes and meal plans, et cetera, so that you can truly enjoy the benefits of getting those toxins out. I've never had someone get to the end of my program and go, gee, I wish I didn't do that. Instead, I get to hear all of their amazing success stories like, wow, my I have such mental clarity now. My aches and pains are gone. I'm sleeping better. My bloating and gas and indigestion is gone. So I love hearing that. It motivates me to keep sharing with others because I truly do believe when we get the toxins out, when we create a body that is inhospitable to disease and we make it a lifestyle, that we can get rid of the chronic illness that we have in our world today. So click the show notes to learn more about the program. The link is there. And if you have any questions, book a call with me so we can chat and figure out, is this the right program for you? I look forward to hearing from you. Imagine getting up every day full of energy as if you were in your 20s again. What would that be like? What would that be worth to you? What is your health worth to you? Think about it. Your health isn't everything, but without it, everything else is nothing. And yet too many of us are taking it for granted until something goes wrong. No one wakes up hoping to be diagnosed with a disease or chronic illness. And yet we've never been taught how to be proactive in our health through our school system or public health. As a registered health coach and integrative health practitioner, I believe it is time this information is made available to everyone. Combining new knowledge around your health and the ability to do my functional medicine lab tests in the comfort of your own home will allow you to optimize your health for today and all your tomorrows. Don't wait for your wake up call. Welcome back to the Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call podcast. My name is Melissa Dealey. I am your host. And today I am bringing to you another amazing guest that I'm super excited to interview here. Welcome, Laura. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. So I would love to introduce you to the audience. And Laura's full name is Laura Michelle Powers. And she is an entertainer, celebrity, psychic, actress, model, host, singer, writer, and speaker. I don't know when she has any free time in doing all of that. She is the host of the popular film and television podcast Behind the Scenes with Laura Powers and hosts Healing Powers podcast, which focuses on healing and spirituality and has landed her in the top 100 podcasts on Apple Podcasts. She's also the author of eight books and travels full time for her clients, including celebrities, millionaires, billionaires, television appearances, media appointments and just for the love of traveling. So I am super excited to have you here today. I have a big love of travel as well, but even more than that, it's the alignment with the theme of the podcast this month, which is tapping into our intuition, our spirituality, and understanding you know, the universe. And the, there is something much bigger than all of us that we can physically see. And that is your area of expertise. And I'm just dipping my toe in. So I would love to invite you to share your story as to how you came to this line of work, which you absolutely came by naturally from childhood. Yeah. So I, as you mentioned, had these abilities since I was a child. And I grew up thinking that I was maybe crazy, actually, because I saw and sensed things that other people didn't see. I specifically saw ghosts that looked like solid people to me. So very much like the movie The Sixth Sense, if you've seen that. 
but I didn't really know what to do about it. Um, I thought I was crazy. And then fast forward many years, I just kept it to myself. And then a family friend described a ghost I had seen, but never told anyone about. And that was the point for me, which I realized I wasn't insane <laughs> because, you know, uh, someone else can't see my hallucination if it's a hallucination. And so I was both comforted, but also a little terrified at the same time because that meant the stuff was real. I didn't really have the tools to learn how to manage it at that time. So I did the only thing that I knew how to do, which was try to block it out. So I did that fairly successfully for many years into my adulthood. And can I just stop you there and just ask yeah. what age were you at that point where you had that revelation that I'm not crazy, but then the, you know, the fear starts to kick in. Yeah, I was in college. So I think I was probably like 20 or 21 yeah. when that happened. Um, and I just, it, you know, the internet was around, but it was a different time. It's not, it wasn't developed in the same way that it is now. And so I just basically tried to ignore it and, and, you know, kind of shut it out. And then fast forward, you know, many years, and I was living my life very analytically at that point. And I was working in government and politics, and I was married, and everything kind of came to a head for me during the recession in 08. And my contract position um, ended, and I couldn't find work, and then my marriage fell apart, and I was physically ill. So a whole bunch of things kind of came to a head at the same time. And I went to a psychic that I knew at that time uh, to try to figure out my life, like my direction, you know, what to do. And without me even saying anything about my own ability, she saw it, she told me I needed to tap into them. And so I started to take psychic training classes, not to be a professional psychic, that was the furthest thing from my mind at that point, but really just to try to get my life together and figure mm -hmm. things out. And through the process of taking classes, you know, the, the people in the classes uh, would do readings for each other. And they started to tell me I was really talented at it. And people started to ask me to do it for them. And so it just kind of developed organically. And then as I started to tap in for myself, I realized that I was really being guided in this direction. So I, you know, despite being very analytical and having my master's degree in political science, <laughs> And having previously worked in government and politics, I started doing this as my focus. And here I am now. Uh, I also, as I started to tap into my psychic abilities, went back to a lot of my creative roots and started focusing more on that as well. So today I work as a psychic. I teach psychic training classes. I'm an author. I'm a singer. I perform. I do kind of all of those things at various times. I love all of that. And I also just love the fact that you know you have the masters in political science and that very analytical brain because i come from that background as well and have a commerce degree etc and feel like i'm always in my conscious mind and not as much in my unconscious mind and i come from a very intuitive mother and in a previous episode i shared that i was afraid of her intuitive abilities as a young child so I blocked them in myself as well. So it's just really interesting parallels between our own journeys where you're just way, way ahead of me. But for the listeners too, that are thinking, well, I don't have any of these powers. What do you have to say to that person? Oh my goodness. I think we all have abilities, right? Uh, it's just like any other kind of ability, artistic or music ability, where there's a natural range of talent. And then there's also you know, what we do with it, the training, the practice. And there's some people who have very strong natural abilities where, you know, even without training there, it's going to show up. So that was the case for me. I couldn't, you know, deny there was something there. Uh, but there's many people who have actually very powerful psychic abilities who simply have never learned about them, never learned to recognize them, never learned to practice them or access them. So my mother, for example, is very, very psychic. But it wasn't until I started to learn more about it and talk about it. And then I started to teach classes and she started to take some of my classes, actually, that we had these realizations of just how psychic she was. But she just had never practiced it. And in my case, I'm so extremely clairvoyant. You know, I really see things um, and she is, too, but it's more subtle. And so she didn't always put two and two together that something that was coming was a psychic thing. Um, whereas for me, it was like, well, I'm either crazy or it's psychic. Right. <laughs> it's like really, really clear that something was going on. Um, so I think that a lot of people fall under that parameter where they are and they just don't even realize it because, you know, we don't get psychic training as little kids in our society. Wouldn't it be amazing if we did actually? It would. Oh my gosh. Be much less confusion. And as you said, that, you know, we may be getting the messages, but not 
interpreting them the right way or ignoring them or et cetera, et cetera, not paying enough attention. And I think that's very true for many people as well. But how amazing is that, that your opening up to this allowed your mother also to open up to it and learn and train with you and uh, build her own skills? Because I think of it like a muscle, right? The more you practice it, the stronger your ability becomes. Absolutely. I mean, that is a dream of mine that we do have this for little kids. Um, I think it's kind of like learning meditation or learning self-soothing tools. Like this is a very important for just navigating for yourself in your life. And I encourage people to take psychic training, not necessarily just to become a professional psychic, but literally because it's helpful to learn how to live your life better. And ultimately, regardless of what I do for profession, I have such a better life than when I started, you know, this path and journey, I was physically ill, I was in a toxic relationship, I was, uh, you know, broke, I didn't have a job, I, you know, I was lost. (laughs) So many, so many bad things, right. And in a relatively short amount of time, by using my psychic abilities and intuition, I was able to turn things around quite dramatically. And in fact, if you had told me at that time, some of the things that that I then went on to do, it would have seemed like this magic story, like uh, almost unbelievable. And I want everyone to know that that sort of transformation is possible from, and even if you already have a really good life, you can make it better and share more with the world as well. I love that piece of it, being able to even make it better from where you're at, right? So this isn't just for somebody who's struggling and broke and doesn't have a job and in a toxic relationship. Anybody at whatever stage in your life can tap into these tools. And to your point, I believe that when we do, because we're guided and we're supported, that that's where we advance more quickly in whatever it is that we're trying to achieve. Absolutely. As opposed yeah. to fighting it, right? We. And it's something that in my recent training, I've recently done NLP, timeline therapy, hypnotherapy training myself. And as I said, tapping, you know, stepping my toe, getting my big toes wet into this whole realm. But the thing that kept coming up for me is surrender, 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 right? Which I know I have to. And for a self-admitted control freak for my whole life, that's hard to do. But I'm working on that because I know that in surrendering, I'm getting the ultimate in terms of support and guidance on the journey that I'm on. Yeah, I think we're in a major sort of paradigm shift in the world right now, um, shifting out of this very kind of toxic masculine approach, mm-hmm. which is, you know, logic at all costs, uh, which is fight versus, you know, kind of right, like whoever has the strongest power kind of wins, um, you know, not honoring what we feel, not honoring our intuition. And, you know, we're shifting out of that, but it can be a bumpy ride. So, you know, when we are in that alignment with that kind of toxic male energy, it doesn't go well in the long run. And and that's what I experienced where I was just kind of trying to push through, like hammer through (laughs) whatever I thought was the way that things should play out. And it just wasn't working out for me. And as soon as I kind of surrendered, released, learned to tune in to receive that guidance, um, everything just went so much better. And and honestly, it's such a, a nicer system when you do that. And even if you can get results through that kind of tough, you know, forceful way, it's very hard. Like it's very difficult. It requires a lot of exertion and a lot of effort to get the results that you get. And so I feel like we're going through this whole kind of collective shift to honor the feminine the, and the feminine energy. So literally honoring women. I mean, look at still in the, in the world, we still have many more men in positions of power than we have women. Um, and then also just that energy aspect, which is intuition, receiving gentleness, allowing instead of, you know, kind of fight, might pushing logic, et cetera. And you're absolutely right. Like how much nicer does all of that sound, right? Oh, yeah. And there isn't only one way. We can choose another way. We just have to be aware that it's there for us to choose. Yeah, aware and then just constantly reframe things and look at, is there a different way to do this? I was actually at a talk one day and and this was a perfect example. Um, The speaker asked everyone to partner up with a partner and then um, basically arm wrestle. And each time they kind of won, like, you know, went down on the other person, you know, forced their arm down, um, that winner would get a dollar. And 
you know, so people started, and of course, everyone's like battling it out. And some people were much stronger, and they would, you know, win quickly or whatever. And then there were some very clever people that were just like, oh, um, well, we'll just go back and forth quickly. Each <laughs> gets a dollar each time. You know, I feel like that's what we're learning to do as societies be like, oh, we don't have to battle it out for there to be winning, kind of winning on both sides. And that's what the light shows me when I do readings all the time is this principle of the win-win that yes. there doesn't have to be a losing side that we can all collectively be kind of winners so to speak together as we rise up and so it's just a matter of reframing you know how we're approaching things i love that and the whole concept of the win-win and then we all rise up together and yes. i definitely see that shift in the world because i too come out of a corporate world very you know male dominated energy beliefs and honestly that's where I kind of shut off my intuition for the 24 years that I was in that world. Cause I knew I had it as a teenager. And then yeah. even, and then after that, I was absolutely guided into the work that I'm doing today and, you know, was seeing and hearing the messages that moved me here. Um, but it's still, there's still so much more for me to be able to explore. So I'm super excited about the path that I'm on. Um, but I would love to hear you talk about the connection between health, which of course is my realm where I'm looking for root cause of health issues for people and intuition and the importance of both and then simple steps for improving that. Yeah, I think that our health and our intuition are monumentally connected and it's really not addressed very much still by by mainstream and even some alternative practitioners, I think, don't pay attention to this as much as they could. Um, but on a you know a physiological level, there's there's huge connection. So um, there's two parts of our body that are well, actually three parts of the body that are very important for our intuition. Um, one is the brain. And the third eye, which is believed to be housed in the pineal gland in the brain, um, there's our gut. So people are used to thinking about, you know, what does your gut say or your gut instinct, right? And that's literally your digestion, your, your guts, you know, how is everything going in there? And there's the gut brain connection. Um, so a lot of people don't realize that they have head problems. Um, but if you have gut problems, you have head problems. And so for me, that started to manifest where I was getting these like chronic sinus infections. And I actually went and got a consultation with a sinus surgeon because I was having these chronic sinus infections. And he was like, I don't even think this is going to help you. And I really had to get at the root of some deeper health issues, um, which were my diet and addressing my gut health, which then helped my sinuses and helped, you know, heal that. And then on, and also, uh, you know, sometimes when we're quite sick, it's, there's a lack of spiritual alignment. And that mm -hmm. can manifest as illness as well. Um, but the, the pineal gland, the third eye, the gut are two areas that we really use for our intuition. And if those physical mechanisms are not working properly, that's going to impact our ability to intuit for ourselves. So, you know, I think you, you can't just be in a silo and like focus. I'm just going to focus on my spirituality or I'm just going to focus on my health, you know, separate from each other because they are so interconnected. So that's why this kind of mind, body, spirit aspect is so important. And then you add that the heart, which is a, an area I've been learning and focusing on more. Um, so when we're in stress or when we don't feel good emotionally, and a lot of times we feel that in our heart, um, then the stress response goes up and stress causes all sorts of problems, you know, in illness and inflammation. So those three areas are really important for us to take care of both physically as well as to tune in intuitively and, and pay attention. And when we take care of our physical health in those areas, we're more intuitively aligned. We can read things better for ourselves and everything just unfolds better. So in my case, when I had my sort of physical health crisis, which came to a head during the recession, I was very spiritually out of alignment. You know, so I was... I was trying to force myself into this kind of political government path. I, you know, it wasn't working. I was unemployed. I was in a relationship that wasn't aligned for me. So I wasn't listening there. And then on top of that, I, I was really uh, learning like how to pay attention to what my body wants and needs. So in my case, I'm, you know, highly reactive to certain foods like grains and sugar. And, you know, what was I eating? All those things, because that's the, the sort of standard American that's diet. That's what you said. That's what's available exactly. at the grocery store. Yeah, and that's I wasn't, advertised on TV. I wasn't even eating excessive amounts 
of those things. Like I wasn't like a candy holic or anything. I would just, you know, eat like a sandwich or something um, or have a piece of chocolate. Like, I, again, I wasn't like uh, going overboard compared to the sort of the standard, but it was too much for my body. And I'm very sensitive. Mm-hmm. I now know that as a psychic um, and an empath, I'm very sensitive to substances and energies and foods have energy too. So for me, it was a real combination of learning about, you know, what worked for my physical body, which was very different than what we are typically, um, you know, given. <laughs> and consumed. Yes, exactly. And then also, you know, what fed my spirit, what was aligned for me on a spiritual level as well. And so it's been a real journey. And that's why I started in my podcast, which is called Healing Powers Podcast, where we address all of those things because, you know, I think health is really important. And then I think the spiritual aspect is really important. And the more synergy we have between those, I think the better our whole society will be. And we still have in our society, we have things so siloed. It's like, okay, spirituality, you go to your, you know, your church or your priest or whoever, it, you know, whatever spiritual practice you have, you go to the doctor for the physical stuff. And maybe you also have a counselor where you talk about emotions without really understanding how interconnected all of those three things are. I agree with everything that you've said, and I do a lot of work with people's guts. So I see that, you know, gut brain connection. And when the gut's unhappy, as you said, the brain can't be happy. It's, you know, the gut isn't making enough serotonin and dopamine for you to actually feel happiness and joy, et cetera, et cetera. And vice versa, right? When the, yeah. if you've got a headache, then you'll often feel that in your gut. Cause you're not, you know, that connection is so strong through the vagus nerve. And uh, to your point about stress, 95% of all doctor's visits are related to stress. Oh, it's, it's almost everything. And stress can include emotional stressors. Mm-hmm. It can include relationship stressors. It can include physical stresses, you know, from consuming things or allergies. I mean, allergies, we have such a huge problem with undiagnosed allergies. And I, and, you know, we have this sort of epidemic of mental health um, issues, depression, especially depression and anxiety. And, you know, it's a very complex issue. I'm not trying to simplify it. Um, but one of the big things is, is diet and relationships. Like, are you in a nurturing environment? Are you consuming foods that trigger a a depressive or anxiety state in your body? Those are a couple of things that I think everyone could look at more closely. I agree a hundred percent and look at that before trying the drugs. Right. And sometimes people don't even realize they just go to the doctor and they're given a drug. And they don't realize that there's something else that they can be looking at first. And so I love your podcast and what you offer. And same here is just that health education is really important for people too. And listening to your body, like you said, I um, often will say that we have to slow down enough to listen to our body and stop just accepting our symptoms as normal because our symptoms are one way that our body is trying to talk to us and ask us to do something differently. Absolutely. I love the quote. I think it's Socrates, let, let food be thy medicine. I mean, it yes. really is that simple. We just have to learn, you know, more and not just kind of mindlessly consume things, just be more aware and more thoughtful and educated about what we're putting into our bodies. But absolutely. In fact, uh, that's one of the first things that I teach people in terms of tapping into their intuition and psychic abilities is literally your body. Like what is your body trying to tell you? Um, and a lot of times people get frustrated with their body because they're like, ah, oh, you know, they just feel like it's keeping them from doing whatever they, you know, <laughs> right. want to do or whatever. And um, if you want to learn more about this, uh, I love a book. It's called what everybody is saying. And I can't remember the name of the author, but he's basically a consultant for like the FBI and law enforcement. And he's uh, someone who comes in and gets hired when they have like a, a difficult to solve crime. And he reads body language and facial expression and analyzes it very clearly. And I read that book and it was really fascinating because most of us are so shut off from our bodies, like literally, you know, physiologically what's going on, but also even emotionally what's happening. And I read that book and had some real realizations about sometimes I was, for example, having a negative reaction to a person I wasn't even consciously aware of. So for example, if you like someone, you will generally kind of face them, especially your, your, the bottom half of you, your legs, your feet. And if you don't, you will unconsciously face away. And what I realized after reading that book is that there may be someone where I was talking to them and then my feet were pointed and the other, like opposite. Basically you're, you're kind of biologically programmed to like be able to run away when you face a threat or when you don't like something. So the more we can learn about those unconscious cues, 
and really develop awareness about what we feel emotionally, you know, what we feel physically in response to foods, environments, et cetera, that that is literally the first step to tapping into your intuition. But most people are so cut off and they're living completely analytically and they're also kind of drowning out their own thoughts and feelings with a constant stream of activity, you know, information coming in. And as a psychic, that's one of the first things the angel showed me is we can't like hear and talk at the same time. And um, so when we're, or we can't hear more than one thing. So if we are hearing news, 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 social media, social media, whatever that is, we can't hear messages from our angels. We can't hear our own thoughts even. So it's really important to have that more quiet time and start to really being able to tune into ourselves. I love that and totally agree how true it is. And so many people, I mean, we're just in that world now where it's do, 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 go, 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 right? And for many people, even when they're not on the go, they're still doing something because they don't want to feel bored, but it doesn't have to be boredom. If you're enjoying my content and someone that wants to step into being proactive in your health and learning more, I would love to invite you to join my membership community. There's a link in the show notes for only $19.99 a month. You get access to all of my content and there's a lot as well as weekly calls that you can come and get your health questions answered. It's truly priceless. I'd love to see you join the community. Check out the link in the show notes. So I'd love for you to share, like how could somebody who finds themselves with some downtime instead of filling it with more social media or TV or games or whatever, how could they take that time to start to tap in to hearing messages from angels? What's a starting point for someone? Sure. So I think uh, any kind of meditative exercise, and it doesn't have to be just like sitting down in a you know, silence or something. I know that's very difficult for a lot of people. I have a lot of guided meditations. I have a 30-day meditation program on my website. And then also on Insight Timer, I have a lot of free meditations. Mm-hmm. That's a great app if you've never checked it out. Um, if you have a hard time li- literally being still, you know, taking a walk, um, even uh, just going for a, a quiet drive or taking a bath and reading a book, um, you know, a shower, uh, vacuuming, like it's different for every person, but something where you're not having to focus a lot consciously on something, but you still have time to receive intuitive insights is very helpful. I'm also a big fan of tapping. Have you done tapping? Or yes, I have. Tapping? I love tapping. Yeah. I think that's a great way to calm specifically like anxiety. Um, I found that when I'm feeling like that kind of anxious, like I feel like I have to do something and I'm trying to kind of be more still or go more within that tapping is really helpful for alleviating some of that kind of pressure. Um, it really does calm the nervous system. You can drop yeah. into the parasympathetic nervous system. I'm actually working with a client right now and we're working through healing the inner child. It's a book called unblocked by Margaret Lynch. I don't know if you know her work. I do know her work. Yes. Yeah. And so we're working through healing the inner child and uh, it's, it's really powerful and we can do that over zoom. And I can see the difference at that point where she just drops out of that chronic state of stress from a lifetime of trauma. Right. And I think it's interesting when you look at some of the things that we're experiencing on a sort of macro level or the collective level would be another way to look at it, that um, we have been in this hyper state of hyperactivity, overwork. And part of it is, I think, the structure we're just talking about, this sort of toxic masculine system that teaches us that in order to be more productive, we have to do, do, do. We have to push. We have to force. We have to, like, kind of break ourselves in a way. Um, And then it's also... Um, just this need for quiet, this need for going in that, you know, what happened? Oh, we got COVID. We got like, <laughs> to slow down and kind of like go within. And I mean, like we got COVID as a society, whatever you feel like about COVID, I'm just saying that all of a sudden there was for many people, a lot less activity, myself included. Yeah, the world slowed down, especially yeah. from like March, the first couple months, March to May of 2020, the world literally slowed down. Right. And, you know, sometimes um, a coping mechanism for not looking at our own trauma is actually overwork, um, kind of being busy. So I think that there's a lot of collective healing that's going on right now. And then on a very simple level, if we are not giving ourselves that downtime, that quiet time, that introspective time, our bodies will force it on us. 
mm-hmm. um, frequently through illness or injury. And I've experienced this many times. I, I had a job that was a pretty toxic job. Uh, and I, while I was working, they had these like stone steps that were polished and I slipped on the stairs and fell on my back and injured myself. And I had to like go to work comp during work and I was on limited, you know, activity at work and I just couldn't push myself the way that I had been doing for years and years, you know, so that was an example of my body being like, nope, like, we're just not going to allow this. And, and, uh, you know, in our society, injury and illness are, are one of the ways that, you know, people respect that in a way that they don't frequently, if we say, I just need some time. Right. <laughs> so it's I think if, if we can start to just honor the mental health aspect, you know, what people need more than everything will get much easier for everybody. I, yes. So true. And I was just thinking, as you were saying that, that it's easier for people to accept and respect the physical injury when they see it. Like if you're on crutches or whatever, right. Obviously you need to slow down and people understand that and give you that space. But when it's mental health, we don't see it. You know, both of my daughters had concussions and, you know, that was a time when they needed to slow down, et cetera, but other people don't see it. So don't understand. And so opening up that dialogue around mental health even more is going to help that process. It's starting to happen, but we're not there yet. Yeah. I think it's, it's shifting, you know, slowly. And the more that individually, each of us pays attention to what we need physically, what we need, you know, mentally and the connection between the two, the, the better everything will go. I do think that there's been some positive changes in the world in regards to that uh, with COVID, even though I'm not, you know, there are many things I didn't like about COVID, but it has caused people, I think, as a whole to respect, um, you know, health more and the need for health. And, uh, you know, if we feel sick, it's important not to push ourselves and expose everybody, et cetera, et cetera. And stay home and rest, right? And rest, yeah. Your body is telling you that you need rest. So listen. (laughs) Yeah. And how many times have we all before that, oh, it's just a cold or whatever and push through and the cold gets worse instead of better. And you just end up with it for three weeks instead of you could have been over it in five days if you'd stopped those first couple of days and taken that rest, except we were too busy to take that rest. Right. So the lesson here is all about listen to the body, slow down, give it what it needs. And you actually come out ahead way sooner. Absolutely. And again, it's it's this kind of pushing, forcing approach um, frequently has this backlash for us. Yes. (laughs) Even if we might initially get some results, there's there's this con side, you know, there's the the losing side of of that scenario as well. And I think when we navigate more intuitively um, and with more compassion, there's it's just easier all around. There's less of that kind of backlash element. And you've probably heard this saying before, but I've said it many times here on this show and I have clients that are, you know, living proof of this and I want to work with clients before this ever happens, but our body first talks to us gently in the gentle touch of a feather. And if we don't listen, it might come along and hit us with a brick. And if we still don't listen, watch out for the wrecking ball, right? And I love to work with people, you know, even before they get to the brick or at least at the brick stage, so we can bring the body back into balance without having to ever get to the wrecking ball. But we all know someone who's got to the wrecking ball and it sounds like you were at the wrecking ball and that's when that, you know, turned your life around. Absolutely. And I want to say for anyone who's going through or has gone through that sort of wrecking ball phase where everything just seems to fall apart health wise, first of all, just have a lot of compassion for yourself. One of the reasons that this happens is that our, I believe our, our mainstream medical system doesn't really help us to fully heal or deeply understand some of these things. And so we're taught to go to the doctor um, when something's going wrong and, and then we listen to that advice, but oftentimes it, it doesn't actually fully resolve whatever's going on inside of us. So in my case, I, when I was uh, in high school, I started to, you know, fall asleep in class, which was unusual for me. If I would sleep, I just wouldn't wake up. And I finally did go to the doctor and was diagnosed with hypoglycemia, which was valid. I I had hypoglycemia. I was diagnosed with that um, when I was, I think, a senior in high school. And so I understood that I had these blood sugar, you know, rises and crashes. They did tell me not to, um, consume like straight sugar 
um, which is fair, like, you know, pure sugar soda or candy or what or whatnot. But there were, really wasn't any other discussion outside of that. Um, and so I, I followed the guidance I was told and then fast forward many years. And the truth is I needed more than just like not eating straight processed sugar. Right. You needed I, more I, guidance. <laughs> I needed, yeah. And I needed to not even eat things that converted to sugar. And right. I just needed to have a deeper awareness. So I just want to share that compassion. Like, look, if you've gone through that, it's likely that you may have been doing even what the doctor told you and you still ended up there. And so that's part of this disillusionment that happens. And it can feel like you're kind of a victim of like, I thought I was doing all the right things, you know, and that's how I felt at the time. And then I learned, well, I have to take more responsibility and, and be my own advocate and learn for myself and seek, uh, you know, practitioners outside of that system. I'm not saying not to go to doctors, you know, still have doctors, but, um, you know, it wasn't until I started to consult with, uh, what, what would be probably labeled alternative practitioners, nutritionists and naturopaths and energy healers and all that, that I started to get to the true root of my healing. So, so if you are going through that, you know, getting hit with a two by four health wise, just, it's okay. You can get through it. You can heal quickly and uh, just have compassion for yourself and for others that are going through this because everyone's on their own health journey. We don't really know what's going on. And it's important that we not judge ourself or others for whatever health journey they're going through. So well said. And I'm just going to add one thing to that, which I think is really important. You've said that to take responsibility for your own health, which I fully agree with, because we can be empowered in our health journey when we do that and getting second opinions and asking questions and looking for the root cause and continuing to look for that. That's where we get to that place of true healing. Because until we find that root cause, we're still just masking, right? And that can lead to another symptom coming up because the body's going, nope, that's not what I wanted. <laughs> and so I'm going to give you, you know, the next step to make you, you know, keep looking and keep learning. And uh, it is really important to take responsibility for our own health because we can't all put the responsibility on the doctors to fix us. That's a heck of a lot of responsibility to put on the doctor. And yet it is what many of us have been taught. It is what we've been taught, and I think we need to retrain ourselves and shift that system. Uh, thankfully, I think more doctors are opening up to different you know, forms of healing and approaches, and I'm very grateful for that. I encourage people to connect with forms of healing that work for them and, and also that different forms work for different people. I think in life, it's really important that we not blame ourselves, but take responsibility and understand that we got to where we are through a series of circumstances and choices. And on the one hand, that can feel very difficult. So in, in my situation, when I was through my big sort of life portal, life change, you know, it was hard to acknowledge my piece in this toxic marriage or, you know, being cheated on and lied to and all these things like that. It was really difficult, but the truth is, if you can take ownership of that, not in a blaming way, but just in an acceptance, then you can change things. Whereas if you're in victim mode and everything is outside of yourself, that's a very weak position to be in, in terms of making change for the future. So it's not just um, for the moment, but it's also for the future so that you can be better positioned to move forward and be more empowered. I love it. And something that I always teach and go to is that everything happens for us not to us. And as you said, in that moment, it's hard to see it. But when we can still come to that place of this is happening for me, what am I supposed to learn from it? Or what's on the other side? So you can keep putting one foot in front of the other and look at where you're at today. I mean, how amazing is that? Because clearly this happened for you to get you onto this journey, which was a huge, you know, shift from where you were at. Absolutely. And whatever a difficult scenarios there were for me with the end of my marriage, you know, I will always be grateful for the huge realignment that came from that and the desire to tap into my abilities. One of the major motivations for me to get psychic training um, was I never wanted to go through that kind of hurt again in a relationship. I wanted to sort of see a person more clearly you know, kind of psychically instead of right. just seeing whatever they were presenting to me. And so I will always appreciate that. Like that, you know, wasn't uh, what I thought I was getting. 
when I went into that relationship, but that was the gift that I received. And after I could get some distance from it, I was very grateful for that. And that's the beautiful thing when at the end of it, you can look back with gratitude for whatever happened. That's when we know we've landed in the new place where we're supposed to be. Absolutely. Awesome. (laughs) Well, I've thoroughly loved chatting with you through this whole dialogue here. I'm just wondering if you can share fairly briefly on tapping into your intuition to magnetize success, because I'm sure every listener out there would love to be able to magnetize their success. Is that something that you can share briefly? And then maybe people can come back and work with you if they want to learn more. Yeah, I think we already briefly talked about uh, one key piece of this, which is just really sitting with things in our body, you know, making certain choices, you know, does it feel good? Does it feel exciting? Does it feel um, suffocating? Does it feel heavy? You know, just really sitting with how something feels in your body is a wonderful first step. And then just like anything, it's learning the different ways that you receive information. Um, So there's ways that people receive information through psychic abilities in different areas. So you can be clairvoyant, which means you see things, you have, you know, visions, you see in the physical reality or in your mind's eye, your imagination, some might call it your imagination. Maybe you hear, you receive information through, um, you know, literally like hearing in your ears. Uh, Maybe you are empathic, you feel in your body. Um, Maybe you have information through touch, like you pick something up and you get information from touching something. So it's a first important to understand how are you programmed, the different types of abilities that are out there, and then how you operate specifically, because everybody is different. People tend to think about the sort of clairvoyant aspect, which is seeing mm-hmm. as, as, you know, that's what psychic is. But the truth is, there's lots of different, there are people that receive information through taste and smell, um, you know, precognitive visits, there's so many different things. So it's important to understand the gamut of how it can manifest, and then get some training for yourself to see specifically how it works for you. I love that. And I just want to ask, is there also just a knowing? Yes. Yes. There's so many different abilities. So claircognizance is when you just know something. Um, Claircognizance, as well as being an empath, I think are two of the hardest ones, because if someone asks you why, you can't really explain it. Like, you know, something just doesn't feel good, or you just know on a deep level, something is, yeah, it's a yes, or it's a no, et cetera. And that's about developing that inner trust and just acknowledging that just because you can't explain something to someone else doesn't make it less true. And a very good point. But essentially, there's all kinds of things that over the period of human history, we didn't know were true based on proof that people could feel. Um, and, and, uh, and I believe that many psychic abilities at some point will be demonstrated scientifically. And there already are some, um, you know, scientific demonstrations of some of these things, but I think it will be shown on a massive level, um, you know, dark matter and, you know, just how, how our thoughts, feelings, and beliefs really impact the physical world. Um, if you haven't checked it out, I highly recommend checking out uh, the work of this uh, Japanese scientist. It's titled Messages in the Water. Um, Have you looked into that? I haven't. Oh, it's fascinating. So this uh, Japanese scientist uh, started to look at water molecules. And so he wrote several books and you can find like, there's a Wikipedia entry on this. Uh, The books are titled Messages in the Water. What he started to do was look at water molecules. And what he found was really fascinating that water molecules um, changed a lot depending on their environment. Um, and then he started to do these experiments. So, you know, you, you find like a water from a pond, the water molecule is very different from like, you know, water molecule in another environment, for example. And so he started to have people meditate with water and then he would take photos of the water molecules. So the water molecules, when, when people meditated on the word love, were these beautiful, like intricate, you know, crystalline forms. And the water molecules where people meditated and sent the message of hate were these misshapen, you know, mm. ugly, they didn't have structure. Um, and so our thoughts literally impact matter. And guess what? We're mostly water. Right. So we have this incredible impact on our own body's physiology 
through mm-hmm. our own thoughts and intentions. And then I believe as a psychic uh, that our thoughts and intentions go out there in the world and they create either these beautiful kind of crystalline magical structures in our in our life and in our world and in the water or these kind of ugly misshapen, you know, things that, that don't really work very well for us. So it's up to us to consciously be in awareness of that. What kind of thoughts and energy are we putting out? And also just, especially if we're having health issues, like what kind of energy am I in right now? You know, what are my thoughts? Um, but I've, I've heard of, you know, the messages in the water is one experiment. Uh, another experiment is this, um, this rice experiment where you basically, you, uh, put rice with water like cooked and you put it in the container and you have one that you you know focus on the love and one they and the same thing like one will be like white and pure and pristine and the other one where people focus on the negative thoughts and feelings will develop like you know mold and grow black and gross um so there's so many examples of this in our lives or you know another one that's frequently done is the you know the plants you know where you yeah have i was just thinking that you give it positive <laughs> loving messages another one where you yell at it or whatever and i think that's not very nice to the, the plant you know but but it there's it's a real thing you know yes. so it's really important for us to have awareness of that for ourselves for the world and just know that our thoughts and feelings have a huge impact on the life that we are living and the world as a whole. Well, I love all of that. And it's so true. And just to end there is, is beautiful. So I do want to ask you, as I ask all of my guests, what does don't wait for your wake up call mean to you? Oh, I think it's what we talked about, whether it's health or maybe just life purpose or life circumstances, but don't, don't wait until everything gets really horrible to go after what you want, you know? So I think on a deeper level, when I had my sort of realignment where I had my health issues and I became unemployed and everything, I was going after things that I didn't truly want on a deep level, you know? And when I could really get at what I wanted, I wanted wanted an easier life, for example. I was in this paradigm of working, you know, 40 to 80 hours a week. And now, guys, I work about two hours a day. And, you know, that's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I still do things that, you know, might be considered productive and the other times, but it's also like, we're not here to work all the time, you know? So just to really think in your heart, like, what do you want for your life? What lifestyle do you want? Um, What did you want when you were a little kid? Because so often when we were children, we had a deep knowing of what we wanted and we just have to get realigned with that. So when I was little, I said I wanted to be an actress, a model and a writer and a singer. And I, I do all those things now, you know, in my own way. Um, but, but we have that deep knowing and it's just that it gets taught out of us. So just don't wait for things to get to this crisis point. If you are at that crisis point, it's okay. You can turn it around very quickly, but if you're feeling an inner kind of nudge or calling, there's a reason for that. The, the faster you listen, the, the easier everything will turn out. <laughs> Very, very true. And so true about what you were saying about kids and it getting taught out of us, because I think kids are so pure. And going back to an earlier part of our conversation about teaching this in schools, that would be so powerful because kids, you know, like yourself, you had these visions of ghosts and you were thinking you were crazy. And yet, if this had been taught in school, you would have known much sooner. No, I'm not crazy. And, you know, this is another a skill that I have that I can hone etc etc sorry go ahead I was just gonna say well working with kids is really powerful and I don't know about you but how much angst was there in wondering if you were crazy because I know another um, woman who's similar story to you and like there was a lot of almost mental health issues that arose because of her not being able to be in alignment with who she truly was because she was too scared of it and too scared to share with others, right? How many kids are out there like that today? Oh, so many. I mean, there's a huge issue with kind of persecution fears and not feeling like we can speak our truth. And the other thing that's coming up is boundaries because a huge part of my lesson and journey with all this sort of paranormal supernatural stuff was learning to enforce boundaries and saying like, that that's there that doesn't mean i have to have it in my house or in my space or in my energy field and especially as women this is a part of this we are really not taught to have healthy boundaries and it starts as children i think even as kids 
Um, you know, little girls, you know, we're taught that we're there to be looked at and to look pretty and that, you know, people can touch us or hug us if we don't want, et cetera, et cetera. So this comes really into learning about boundaries, honoring our boundaries, as well as understanding how all that connects with the non-physical realm. Very, very true. As I think about my own boundaries and even, you know, I'm in my mid fifties, like working on them to this day, right? Because it isn't taught in, you know, I see so many changes that could be coming to our education system beyond just the sciences and the math and the English that would set people up for far deeper and more successful lives, but successful in a different way, right? Not success isn't that hard work, which is what I was taught, right? Yeah. Or the path to success is through hard work, like meaning it has to be hard, like it has to be this difficult, strenuous activity and success can be easy. Success can be fun. I think the hard part is, is honestly releasing all those old stories about how things have to be. (laughs) Exactly. And just allowing yourself to be in alignment, allowing yourself to surrender, et cetera. Yeah. um, if people, I've loved having this conversation with you, we could probably talk for another hour, but uh, if people want to connect with you, work with you, uh, how can they reach you? And I know you've offered a very generous gift to the audience as well. So please share about that. Yeah. So people can connect with me uh, through my website, healingpowers.net. I'm also on Instagram at laurapowers44. And I believe it was a grounding and clearing meditation yes. that we're giving out. And, and you have the special link for that, which will be in the show notes. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd love for people to connect with me. If you want to reach out to me, bookings at laurapowers.net. And I offer, you know, various classes and programs. Uh, and I also have many books. So that's a, another powerful and easy way to connect. If you want to learn more about uh, psychic abilities and how they operate, my book, Diary of a Psychic, has specific details on that. I saw that one. You've also got angels and manifesting and then um, angels how to understand, recognize, and receive their guidance, as well as archangels and ascended masters. So that's just a few of them. You've been very, very busy with all of your book writing. So I love it. I'm going to have to dive into some of them myself. So just as we wrap here, do you have any final message you'd like to leave the audience in in inspiring them to step into their own healing and intuitive journey today? Yeah, your life can be so much better than you think. And it's really about releasing that programming, stepping into it. And then in many cases, releasing, you know, those and circumstances, people, situations that aren't aligned with whatever that vision for your life that you want. So you can have it. There's no external source out there being like, you're deserving and you're not or whatever. It's like, (laughs) it's really up to us um, and our belief and our energy. And it can shift in a heartbeat. You know, that's just it It can change so fast. And I remember when I was literally in the, the most devastated place I've ever been in my life, which was, you know, unemployed, physically ill, going through a terrible divorce during the recession. <laughs> it was just like, it felt like my world had fallen apart. Um, and things shifted so quickly and dramatically that it was almost hard to believe. And it is possible. So wherever you are, whatever it is that you want to create, I want everyone to know that it's possible. And if there are people telling you it's not, you know, maybe consider getting new friends. <laughs> a new circle surround yourself with positive loving and inspiring people and just watch the magic unfold i love that beautiful thank ending you thank you so so much for joining me here today laura it's been so fabulous and me. i know you've inspired you take all the listeners out there and the ripple effect that these podcasts have from being have out there forever on their life. and thank that you to the audience for tuning in and learning please from leave laura a review by going to your favorite podcast i appreciate you and let me know what you being enjoy part of my audience would like and to hear more. I look forward to it having you join me again in my next effort week. to bring Thanks the so possibility much. of natural healing to a wider audience and help disrupt the sick care system we have today and make human health a global priority. Health is your true wealth.